Welcome to the Get Down with Hurley Brown. This is a weekly series that showcases the world of sports with a focus on the NFL, NBA, and college football. From the recruiters and players to the teams and coaches, we've got it all covered. Now, here's your host, Coach Hurley Brown. Yes, family, here we are. We are back. You are listening to the Get Down with Hurley Brown. I'm your host. We have our co-host, Kelvin, the Snasty Man Harris, and I'm coming to you live from Merritt Island, Florida. I got to give a shout out to a friend of mine who just retired um, as head coach at Merritt Island High School. A long-time coach. has been there for over 30-some-odd years. He's actually there when I was playing high school football. And there's a funny story because he was – running scout team quarterback one day, and you got to understand, I don't see names nor numbers. No, I was playing don't. safety. All I saw was the football. Oh. But nonetheless, Coach Jeff McClain felt the need to step in and play quarterback because the quarterbacks were not getting it done that particular day. And so me holding true to who, who I am, I let him oh, have yeah. it. I gave it to him, Kelvin. <laughs> I put him on his butt. He ran the option, and he chose to keep the football. Now, mind oh, you, he was in his early 20s. He was fresh out of college. He thought he still had it. But, Kelvin, <laughs> I showed him, showed him real quick, look, man, the game ain't made for old people no more. But oh, man. Um, we've had a lot of fun. He's had a lot of success at Merritt Island High School. He's um, actually he was the offensive coordinator at that particular time. Then he ended up coming back and being the head coach at Merritt Island. But he just stepped down as the head coach at Merritt Island High School. Coach McClain, congratulations on an illustrious career. We love you. Hey, I'm gonna buy you a reeling rod so you can go fishing. But anyway, so when, so when they go announce you as the head coach? Oh, Kevin, you had to throw that out there. Well, there's a process that we have to go through and. I, I'm throwing my name in the hat, but um, obviously you got to go through the process of um, you know, the red tape stuff, so to speak. You got to post the job, you got to hold interviews, you got to do a committee and all that other stuff. So, you know, hopefully so, ho- hopefully soon, because there's a lot of stuff that we got to get done, and I'm anxious to go in there and, and get Merritt Island football back to where it's supposed to be. When you talk about Merritt Island High School football, you're talking about one of the premier programs in the state. And that's where we need to be. So, again, hey, family, wish me luck. I'm going after it. We'll see what happens. I keep you posted on the details and, you know, the different steps and everything that takes place. But, again, I was born a Merritt Island Mustang. I was a Mustang before I was anything. So I can't wait hopefully to we get put that wishbone offense in there early. Hey, man, whatever we got to do, that's what we're going to do. But wishbone enough of that. Oh, yeah. I got to remember now, wishbone back in the day, that's, that's what it was all about. But back to the show. Again, you're listening to the Get Down with Hurley Brown. I'm your host, Hurley Brown. My co-host, Kelvin. My roommate, Kelvin, the Snasty Man Harris. And we come in here and we get it done. We get down with the get down. So today, guys, a lot of stuff has happened, you know, last week, a bunch of bunch of crazy things. And again, we try to bring you all the latest news. We try to get down with everything that we possibly can. We only got an hour. So we try to pull as much as we possibly can, bring you as much as we possibly can 
to enlighten you and inform you on everything that's going on in our world. We're football guys. We love football. Unfortunately, the football season is over with. Kelvin, it's funny. I was doing a job for a guy the other day, and actually it was Sunday. Let me just tell you how much of an impact football has in my life. And we're riding down the road, and he's like, he asked me, he said, hey, you on? We got to get home. So I looked at him like, wait a minute. I had to catch myself, Vic. The Super Bowl was last week, right? And I'm looking at it, and I told him, I said, hey, brother, the Super Bowl was last week. It was, you know, Super Bowl's over with. There is no more football. Oh, man, oh, man, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But people, I'm, a, I'm surrounded by football fanatics. We love the game. The game is over. Well, at least the season's over. But there's a lot of other things that we'd like to talk about. I'm a basketball well, season. Hold on. There's a new season, early. This is true. You, you're right. I forgot about that, Kel. The offseason. Yeah. yeah. What a whole bunch of crazy stuff going on in the offseason. Now, but we also got to give our just due to basketball. Now, we got to hey, we got to respect basketball and basketball players. Family, the Cleveland Cavaliers pulled a Jimmy Johnson of the early 90s, and they had the biggest trade in, what, in, in forever. They got rid of everybody, Kelvin. No, they got rid of, in the words of Kobe Altman, they need, they had to get rid of the drains. They needed, they needed fountains. They didn't need drains. So they brought in some fountains. So now LeBron can prosper for these last few months and he's a Cavalier before he makes that move to Los Angeles. And oh when God. he does make the move, they got some building blocks. Larry Nance, Jordan Clarkson. You know what I'm saying? To to go along with, you know, Tristan Thompson and possibly Kevin Love. But let's just be honest. Isaiah Thomas was a cancer. Not just a he, – he was the worst kind of cancer. He's a cancer that can't play defense. So he had to go. And I love me some Derrick Rose. But, hey, man, he reminds me of that character that uh, Samuel L. Jackson played in that movie where – if he walked, if he if he walked uh, out the house wrong, he broke a bone. I mean, he just was he's just too fragile. They had to go. Jay Crowder, he was stealing. He should have been brought up on charges. So they got rid of all of the trash and they brought in some new, fresh, energetic meat. And they well, they got they got some players now. They were they got some really players. good against the Cavaliers. Yeah. As a matter of fact, what they undefeated since they they had to the trade? Yeah, they play Oklahoma City tonight. Now, that's going to be interesting. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's, that's going to be the game now. Y'all on the last time. Yeah, yeah. So now you got a new and improved team now because you got rid of a lot of guys. Like you said, you got Channing Fry, Iman Shumper, Jay Crowder. You got rid of Derrick Rose. And you got rid of my main man, D-Wade. And, and that's his boy. Well, you know what was funny is that they was uh, on ESPN on the jump yesterday saying, yeah, they punched uh, D-Wade all right. They told him, hey, man, we're not going to allow you to live in Cleveland no more. You go back to Miami, where it's nice and sunny. <laughs> you and your gal. Get on that, get on that private plane. And, and the funny part about it is the Heat are better because they needed a closer. They got good pieces. They just needed that, that glue to put it all together in crunch time. Yeah. And now they have it. And D-Wade... 
It looked like he got five years younger. It did, didn't it? I mean, for him getting off, getting off that airplane and, I mean, even the first game. I mean, the way yeah. he went out there and played, man, that he was emotional. There's a lot of fire to him. The way he ran up and down the court. I'm sitting there looking at this dude like, man, maybe he's found the fountain of you. Well, I'm going to say this. This is a key. This was a key move. I don't know if the Cavaliers realized what they just did, but they may have put Miami back in play for 2019 because now that D Wade is back, they're already in fourth spot. They could finish strong. They win one playoff uh, series. They make it to the second round, and then the way it's looking, it's going to be maybe Boston. Uh. Toronto, Cleveland, in some kind of order like that, the Heat finished four. More than likely, they're going to either get Boston or Toronto in the second round. Let's just say they get Boston. Some other kind of way, they pull off a coup and beat Boston and get to the finals. Now Pat Riley can go this offseason and work his magic. Now, in my mind, I'm saying Paul George is coming to L.A., but if you Paul George and you see what Eric Spolstra and Pat Riley done put together with this no-name group of people and all they need is one superstar, mm-hmm. you got to see and, and then let's just be honest. You may love L.A., but living in Miami? Oh, yeah. Totally different ballgame. Yeah, buddy. Totally. And then you got you to you factor in all the crap that L.A. is going through right now. With LeVar Ball, Lonzo Ball. I mean, come on, man. And then you got Isaiah that's coming out there. The last couple of weeks, you have not heard anything out of LeVar Ball. And Lonzo Ball has gradually gotten better. And they're starting to figure out their role. And I was upset that they got rid of Jordan Clarkson because he's been playing good. But Josh Hart's been playing good, too. So, you know, he made Jordan Clarkson expendable. Julius Randle's been playing good. And we didn't even get on Kyle Kuzma. Matter of fact, they was talking like Brooke Lopez starts, but he don't play after the first quarter because they got two, three other big. They got to play Thomas Bryant, you know. So basically, the Heat and the Lakers are the same type team. They got all of the auxiliary pieces in place. They just need that superstar to put it all together and take them over the top. And, you know, realistically, looking at it, you know, Carmelo probably looking to go somewhere else too. So don't be surprised if Carmelo, you know, slide down to Miami. So either one, either one we're contenders. You get Paul George, you're a contender. You get Carmelo Anthony, you're a contender. Either way. Yeah. Now, and you well, know Pat Riley, still, he's still got some magic to work, so you still got to figure that's, 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 that's what I'm saying. For those people who thought that it was over with the Heat, man, Pat Riley, I mean, he just, he played that chess game. And I, I got to be honest, man, they did a great job of saying we're going to take a step back for these two years, we're going to develop what we got, and then we're going to make it attractive. We took a stab at Gordon Haywood, it didn't work. Well, let's come on back in 2019, there's some bigger, bigger fish out there. Now, obviously, LeBron ain't coming back. This was his college place. Now he's going into the twilight of his career where I think in his mind he said, if I don't make another final, I'm good. But now I need to go 
and invest myself into the, the point where I need to learn how to own a team. Because I think when he retires, he will be an owner of the Cleveland Cavaliers. And, and rightfully so. And, and again, I mean, if you look at the steps and, and the things that he's been doing over these last, I mean, let's just say the last couple of years, because he's the one yeah. running the team. He's the front office. He's making yeah. the decisions. But, but see, that's why it makes sense for him to go to L.A. Because, okay, one, you're going to have magic there. You can talk to him not only about basketball business and basketball, but about his other businesses. And then Rob Palika, who was an agent before he got into the management side, your boys, his boys, the, 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 the LeBron James posse, as, Rick, as uh, Phil Jackson called it, they can – they can sit down and pick Rob Palika's brain to help them make the transition. And then push come to shove, even though Jerry West is with the Clippers, you know that him and LeBron are going to have conversations about that too. So, and then you right up the street from Silicon Valley so you can, you know, get your, get your tech investments in. And you're in Hollywood, so now you make a couple of movies. You know what I'm saying? And then, you know, you get to know some of these people, and who knows? Maybe in five or ten years, he might want to take a stab at politics. Well, now he has a financial base on top of the money he has to make it happen. I mean, it just makes sense. Because well, you're the only person that it makes sense to. To me, it doesn't make any sense. LeBron James is not going to the Lakers. I know you love the Lakers. You're a Laker fan. LeBron James is not leaving Cleveland. All of this here... He's all of this stuff is uh, all. No, he ain't leaving. What, what, where's he going? You're the only oh, person in America that believes. Dad Gilbert doesn't even believe that. That's why. Yeah. That's why you know it was so startling that he traded Kyrie because it's been a dirty little secret. The only reason why, well, LeBron came back to Cleveland because, to be honest with you, he never really wanted to leave, but he knew he had to leave because he knew something was missing. D Wade was his boy. Pat Riley, he went down there, he learned how to be a leader, he learned how to win. I mean, I was upset when he made the move, but I understood it. This was his college. So then he goes back. Okay, hey, so hold that thought, Kelvin. We got to take a break. Then we're going to come back because, again, everybody's all these speculations about LeBron leaving Cleveland, I don't see that happening. LeBron is positioning himself on, uh, right there the to be Cleveland for a long time. Ah, yeah, whatever. But anyway, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to continue this conversation about the king, LeBron James, on whether or not he's going to stay in Cleveland for the rest of his career. So we'll take a break. We'll be right back. Get down with Hurley Brown. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Hunter participation plays a vital role in funding for wildlife management. This week on The Revolution with Jim and Trav, we'll talk about recruiting new hunters, hunter education, and so much more. Joining us is Allie and Adriana Armstrong of Grace Camel and Lease, Eva Shockey from Jim Shockey's Hunting Adventures, and Greg Randolph with Decked. It's presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Friday afternoons at 1 Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Join Matt Fish and Alex Clancy every week for Rebound Radio. 
We'll talk with the legends of basketball about how they got started, their rise to the top of the game, how basketball has changed their lives, and what they're up to now. Just like the game itself, you'll find that lives can pivot on a dime. There can be last-minute saves, and life is anything but run-of-the-mill. Rebound Radio can be heard live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. You won't want to miss the next show. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. This is the Get Down with Hurley Brown. To reach our show today, call in to 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to thegetdownwithhurleybrown at gmail.com. Now back to the show. And family, we're back. And I'm sitting here and I'm, I'm talking to my, my buddy right here. And he's expressing to me about Le- LeBron James is going to, well, first of all, a lot of people talked about him going to Golden State. He said he's going to go to Golden State. If he goes to Golden no. State, please. Um, dude, I, it's hard for me to watch it anyway. I'm not watching basketball. Well, first of all, Hurley, the NBA wouldn't allow that. And then second of all, the salary cap won't allow it. Third of all, LeBron has a little bit more self-pride in that. You got self-pride. You say that, but you're looking for the best team. Dude, come on, man. What? What are we doing, Kelvin? What has what basketball become? What has sports become if you can just up and say, okay, look, I'm going to go find the best players? Man, you're talking well, like you're in high school, and you're well, in your well, high school team. We're going to go to the same school because we want to be the best players. Dude, what are we doing here? Come on, man. Well, hold on, Ernie. we got to look at a societal thing, and this is another topic that we're going to talk about a little later. The kids that were at American Heritage and the University of Miami, and a lot of the, because I'm in these fan groups on Facebook with a lot of these fans, and I I had to tell a lot of them there was no way that I thought both of those corners were going to go to the same school because now the conventional thinking is back in our day, it would have been like me and you would have been the corners. Like, Hurley, let's go there and lock down these corners. And, you know, now it's, well, damn, if I go with Hurley, he might start, and then they already got one guy coming back. That means I can't start next year. So the mindset is different. They don't take on the challenges that we do. Yeah, but, but, but right now you're talking about 17, 18-year-old kids. When we're talking about a 37-year-old grown man who's arguably the greatest athlete in the world. The greatest. That's why I don't believe those, like, he made the mistake of answering the question honestly, and then it leaked out. They asked him, apparently they asked his, his agent asked him, if Steve Kerr and the Warriors... Asked what was going on with all of the trade rumors and the free agency deal and stuff like that. Dude, yeah, and, and again... He would, he would listen right. out of respect. So people have taken that and run with that and said, well, he want to go to the Warriors. No, you got to be honest. I mean, just out of respect. So uh, what's the difference of him going to L.A. or San Antonio? Why would you leave, again, your hometown... Now, now they draft you, that's where you're from. You're from Akron, Ohio, right down the street. 
You played your high school ball there. You born and raised right there in Ohio. You finally leave, just like you said. He left Cleveland to come to Miami so that he can grow, so he can mature, so he can grow, learn how to win, learn how to be a leader. Then you leave Miami. Now you're ready. You graduated from college. You've learned. You've won some championships. You know what it takes in order for you to bring your championships back to Cleveland. Now you know. So you come back to Cleveland. It's a it's, it's a done deal. This is where you finish. This is what what else is there for you to accomplish? Oh, I get it. OK, so you want to go to L.A. So now you can sell a million jerseys because now you got LeBron James on the L.A. jersey. So how much money can you make? Yeah, so where is the loyalty? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think it's about the money going to L.A. It's not. You know, per, per se, on, as far as basketball, I think it's two things. I think, one, it's about him looking at his future outside of basketball, past basketball, and the money he can make when basketball is over what? with business connections. And then the third thing is I think he generally is a Laker fan. Dude, you are LeBron James. Your future financially looks pretty doggone bright from where I'm sitting. I don't think you're going to go broke. And then as far as your business ventures, dude, we got cell phones. You can pick up the phone and call and talk to Magic. And I'm sure he's going to take your phone call. Magic ain't going to sit there and be like, hey, look, man, why don't you come on out here and, and finish up? Your career well, it ain't as a late. It's just about magic, Curly. It's about when you living in LA, and as a guy who lived in LA for five years, you just you might be going to the post office and you running to hey, what's up, man? Hey, man, let me know with Roscoe. We need. To, I've been trying to get in touch with you. Dude, LeBron James is not going to the post office, and he's got a <laughs> private plane. If he wants to meet somebody, he's there in three, four hours. Please, and he can make it home to see his son play basketball in the evening. Well, you can make it's a day trip for him there, to go to, there, to, go to L.A. Dude. How do they say it? Irreconcilable differences in Cleveland that it, they, can't be, they can't be resolved. If well, those say, irreconcilable differences have not changed. You well, knew what you were getting to into. He was tolerated. So, so he now you've grown and there's certain things you don't tolerate no more? Come on, LeBron. LeBron. This your boy. What he wanted to accomplish with Cleveland. He brought a championship back to that part, to Northeast Ohio. A championship that they had not had in football, basketball, or baseball. He is forever deitized in Northeast Ohio. Nobody can ever say anything bad about him. He brought back, just like these Eagle players, they are forever deitized. In Philadelphia, because okay, so, so let's. But, but, but again, where, where where is your sense of responsibility to the young men and women of Ohio? What are you talking Cleveland? about? He's got a hundred of yeah, them school. He is the foundation. But but that, that's so. But again, that's why I that's why I, I look at Marshawn Lynch and I marvel at what he's doing and what he has done with him coming back to the Oakland Raiders. Because Marshawn Lynch said, Marshawn said, I want to give the young men and women of Oakland a sense of pride, responsibility. This is where I'm from. I'm from I'm born and raised right here in the streets of Oakland. And I want to make sure that they know that we can leave Oakland. And do some great things. 
Just because, hey, do not, again. The man set up a foundation where kids can go from grade school all the way through to college. He got them. When they don't go to class, he calls them personally. He texts them personally. He was on so he going to do that from L.A.? Come on, Kelvin. Get LeBron, this is your boy talking. Hey, look, sit tight, homeboy. You've accomplished everything in your life that you've wanted to accomplish up to this point. Sit tight. Stay right there in Cleveland. And then Stay we Cleveland. This early. Finish if up. Just, listen, if he goes to Los Angeles and wins a title, he will have done something that Jordan, Magic, KD, all of them, that he'll have won a championship with three different franchises. And that will be a Yeah, and, and that's, that's – please, come on, man. He's already, he's already solidified his place in history and, and his legacy. That has nothing to do with that. Jordan, Jordan was not going to leave Chicago and go to L.A. or go to or Washington or anywhere else just because he wanted to solidify himself in history. Well, no, Jordan said, I'm in no, Chicago. No, no, no. It's a similar situation. It's a similar situation to Jordan. I think if the ownership was different, he would not be leaving. But because yeah. of the – the same thing with Chicago. If Jerry, if Jerry Krause and them – had treated Jordan and Pippen and those guys, you know, took they took for granted what they had because my homeboy got this saying, they think it's them. You know, they thought we could just do, we can recreate Jordan and Pippen and all this. We'll find the next Jordan. Well, let's see how that turned out. And I think Dan Gilbert is looking at this from a business standpoint. He has won a championship. He's been to three uh, NBA uh, championship uh, series. His ticket prices are as, as high as they could ever be. He's taking advantage of it with a lot of great business moves. It's gravy for him. And then he is a, is, a, a, is at an age where his life beliefs are not going to change. And his life beliefs and LeBron's life beliefs and how they carry themselves and how they handle themselves in life don't match up. So it's like a marriage. At some point, if you and the wife ain't on the same page and you ain't willing to change and she ain't willing to change, why are y'all together? Well, like I said, Kelvin, the game has changed. The game has not changed. I take that back. Let me let me retract that statement. These young men, these young men have changed. They have changed. And it's, it's, again, where's the sense of loyalty? And I'm not saying that, you know, between him and the owner of Cleveland, you know, Dan Gilbert, I'm not saying that they they have a great relationship. But what I am saying is that LeBron, sometimes this is bigger than your relationship with an owner. Sometimes there's a group of people, a generation of people that look to you for some guidance and some substance. And they're sitting there saying, hey, look, man, dude, hey, LeBron did it. I can do it. But if you but up he, and leave, if you, if you he continue. Is, he, is, he is portraying that to them. I mean, we're talking about a guy who is hands-on with elementary school kids. Not one or two, but hundreds of kids. So, so what happens when he leaves? No, what happens when he goes to LA? Then he, ah, come on. It's, it's not the same. But again, again, so so now we talk. Now it's it's deeper, Kevin. This is these are the things that I'm talking about. That's this again. This is why I'm so I'm so admirable of what Marshawn Lynch has done. And again, Marshawn Lynch went and practiced football with a high school. 
I mean, he's a multi-million dollar player, and he put his health and the Oakland Raiders' season on the line because of his commitment to wanting to show those young people, a young man, that, hey, look, I'm no different from you. You can I do commit, what I do. I commend so, Lamar Sean Lawrence, Lamar Sean Lynch too, because a lot of people don't give him credit for being as intelligent as he has. He's done a great job with his money. People forget that he was a Cal Berkeley graduate. You know what I'm saying? This guy exactly. is sharp. But look, right. early, let me say this. LeBron James put his money where his mouth is. Not only did he build a school, but then he took 41 kids and has basically decided to bankroll them from grade school through college. Hey, and I, I get mean, it, Kevin. Okay, so 41 kids, that, nah, 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 that's not a whole lot of money. That's, that's the it's one got a lot of money. Is, but again, no. to me, it, it, it's deeper in the sense that, look, if these, the kids are already, it's already a tough environment for them as it is especially right there in Akron, Ohio, or Cleveland, Ohio, wherever he's at, but, or wherever his school is at. But exactly. these kids have had people coming in and out of their lives all their lives. And all of a sudden, now you've established a relationship with a 12, 13-year-old kid, and this kid is used to seeing you, used to being around you, used to you coming around, and all of a sudden, you up and leave because you think you have differences with your owner when you're still getting paid, arguably one of the highest salaries. Man, tough it out. Tough it out for these kids. And again, I don't have all the answers, but to me, I think it's deeper than just, okay, look, oh man, I'm going to go out here to LA and play basketball, win another championship. What about the championship of life for these kids? You got yours. Help these kids get this. And it's, it's always not in a monetary value, but we got to take a break. When we come back, we're going to move on from LeBron James, the king, and we're going to talk about Josh McDaniel and why would he told me why would he turn down the head coaching job with the Indianapolis Colts to stay with New England so we're going to take a break when we come back I don't know what he is but it's very interesting to see what's going on how this unfolds we're going to take a break we'll be right back get down with Hurley Brown Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fans' perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network. And let's talk football. If you're looking for more information on firearms and the shooting sports, check out Taking Stock with Kelly McMillan. Kelly is the owner of McMillan Fiberglass Stocks with over 40 years of experience. Now he's ready to share some industry luminaries and their perspectives with you. If you're interested in firearms, whether it be for shooting, for fun, competition, hunting, or self-defense, Kelly is here to share his wisdom and experience. Listen live for Taking Stock with Kelly McMillan, Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. 
Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. This is the Get Down with Hurley Brown. To reach our show today, call in to 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to thegetdownwithhurleybrown at gmail.com. Now back to the show. And family, we are back. And we are back with the latest of the Josh McDaniel Indianapolis Colts saga. Josh McDaniels is the offensive coordinator for the New England Patriots. He's been there for quite some time. He was actually one of the youngest head coaches, I think, when he went to the Denver Broncos. But then he went back to New England and to take his place as the offensive coordinator again alongside Bill Belichick. Towards the end of the season, the Indianapolis Colts had offered Josh McDaniels the head coaching job, the Indianapolis Colts. It was confirmed at one point that Josh McDaniels had accepted the job and that as soon as the Super Bowl was over, he was going to be the next head coach for the Indianapolis Colts. Now, the New England Patriots lose the Super Bowl. Two days later, Josh McDaniels turns down the Indianapolis Colts. He decides that he no longer wants to be the head coach of the Indianapolis Colts, that it was way more important to him to stay alongside Bill Belichick to be the offensive coordinator with the New England Patriots. Now, Kelvin, that is so hard to believe and to understand. How could you turn down? How could you go through the problem? Let's take that back. I'm not going to say it's hard to believe that you would turn down a job. But yeah, it is. so it is. late in the game, assistant coaches had signed contracts to be assistant coaches with the Cle- with the Indianapolis Colts. Families were in the process of moving. Families were in the process, wives were in the process of looking for kids, their kids, new schools, homes, getting in the process of, of selling their homes. And you wait for the last minute, the fourth quarter, actually almost in overtime, to come back and tell them that you are no longer going to accept the job of being the head coach of the Indianapolis coach. How wrong is that? It's horribly wrong, Hurley. Let me tell you something. And I said this off air while we were on break. He just committed career suicide. You'll never get another opportunity to be a head coach. And whoever, the, 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 if it does happen, the franchise that offers it to him is some blithering idiots. Because, you know, I don't know if Robert Kraft came to him with some pictures and he didn't want uh, sent to the public or whatever, but this was the dumbest move I've ever seen because if he's selling you that, hey, maybe Belichick is going to retire in two years and then, you know, you could take over and you're thinking, well, Belichick will retire and I'll have Tom Brady. You're fooling yourself because as soon as Belichick bail, Tom is bailing. And if, hold on, and if Tom don't bail, 
he will build a year after because once Belichick leaves, the magic is gone. I mean, if you notice, all these assistants that leave him get these jobs. And Bill O'Brien, by the way, is making the same mistake in Houston, trying to get in all of these Bill Belichick flunkies to, you know, you know, he wants all the power and control in Houston because he thinks he knows how to pick personnel. Well, he's going to go through the same thing. But I'm with you, Hurley, and, and I, like I said to you off air, you as an assistant, a former assistant coach, you've been through this pain. And it's one thing, you know, you have to make the transition, but then you're in the midst. Think about if there's a couple of those coaches out there who turned down two, three jobs, who've already put their house on the market, and then all of a sudden you hear, oh, man, I changed my mind. Now you left with nothing. You still got to make that house payment. Your kids looking at you well as our gifts for Christmas and, and whatnot. And then as an organization, you could never trust this guy because he showed you where it's going. And, and, and I thought about something on the break early. I think it's, the, it's something that we ain't, you know, ain't factoring in is he's already been a head coach and he failed. A couple of trains of thought. One, and you touched on it a little bit earlier, Chris Ballard and, and um, Josh McDaniels have the same agent. Chris Ballard is a GM of the Indianapolis Colts. Okay. So now, Again, there has to be some underlying factors in this, Kelvin, that we don't know anything about. One of the things is, you know how we talk. We get together. Hey, look, man, I'm, I'm, hey, man, when I get up there, we're going to do this. You know, just let's just hypothetically speaking, you are the general manager for the Miami Dolphins, and they just offered Hurley Brown the head coaching position with the Miami Dolphins. Now, you know I want the job, and you my boy, so I know we, we can talk now. But who's to say that Chris Ballard didn't tell – Josh, some things that didn't set well with Josh. Because well, he very easily could have said some things. I, now. I agree with you on that, but listen, the reason why I think that that ain't the case is, let's go back to this. They have the same agent. And what's going on now in college sports is these agents are, are, are playing uh, Match.com. They putting people together. So Chris Ballard and Josh McDaniel's agent he knows all of the pitfalls that are going down in Indianapolis. And for him to go to Chris Ballard and say, look, because it was a wide open process, for him to go to Chris Ballard and say, hey, pick Josh McDaniels. He fits what you do. It doesn't make sense for the agent to let that marriage happen, and he knows it ain't going to work. So, right. so what I'm saying is, I don't know. Bob Kraft must have put a knife to the man's wife's throat and said, if you go, I'm cutting her throat because it made no sense because no matter what he pays Josh McDaniels as the assistant head coach, it's not as much as he's going to make it in Indianapolis. No, and, and not only that, Kelvin, but again, you're sitting there, you got an opportunity to run your own program. And again, That's for all I'm of saying. us that are outside, outside looking in, maybe he's afraid to do that. Exactly Maybe he feels he's remember, not he ready. Failed in, he failed in Denver. And remember, yes, he did. He's the, he's the blithering idiot that drafted Tim Tebow in the first round. So we don't know how shook his confidence is. Right. Because right. Bill and that's, that's, that's a lot of pressure. Now, everybody, you know, everybody, just like you said, Bill O'Brien, everybody thinks that they can do that job. Well, honey, here's the thing I don't get. His dad is a legendary coach in Ohio. Tom McDaniels. 
one right. of the greatest all-time high school coaches and a part of the greatest high school rivalry probably in, in, in the country in the outside, history, of, yeah. outside of Jackson and uh, Northwestern. You know, <laughs> Ken McKinley and um, uh, the other uh, it's Ken McKinley, it's, uh, Ken McKinley and the other school, uh, Cincinnati Mole, I believe it is. Well, he's seen his dad, how his dad's coach. So he has he has a, a, a model between his dad and Bill Belichick. And I would assume, even though he failed the first time, you would think that he would say, well, Bill Belichick failed in Cleveland, you know. So let me just look at what I did wrong and compare it to what he does and what my dad do, and I'll make the correction. But I don't know, Hurley. I think he was so shook by that Denver experience that he's gun-shy. Yeah, and, and the, other, the other thing is maybe Belichick is only there for another year. But I don't care if Belichick M- maybe, decides, maybe Bill sat him down and told Belichick him, say, look. If Belichick decides to pull a Bob Stoops and retire two months from now, he's a fool if he thinks he's going to do the same exact thing. He is not Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick is the great white elf. There's only a few of them. It's Jimmy. Don Shula, Chuck Noll, Bill Walsh, uh, Paul Brown, Bill Parcells, yeah, yeah. and Bill Belichick. So if Josh McDaniels is thinking that he's going to pull it, he's a fool. Yeah, but but the issue is if, if you go to Indianapolis, you have to put all the pieces of the puzzle together. You have, you to, have to build it. If he takes a job at Indianapolis – he has to put all the pieces of the puzzle together. He has to build it from scratch. He has to take a blueprint that's already there. The foundation, the structure, the process, everything in, in New England is already established. He has to well, go say, take I'm that. Hurley, I'm going to say this. I got more respect for Bill O'Brien than I do Josh McDaniels. Well, well, well Bill's a different type of dude. Now, Bill's one of the dudes. Bill's been sitting back saying, hey, look, I can't wait to get my own program. Yeah, I'm gonna I mean, do, he basically I'm, forced, yeah. well, he was about to try and force Bob McNair to choose between him and Rick Smith. And luckily, he got bailed out because I really don't think Bob McNair was going to choose him. But Rick Smith's wife let everybody off the hook. And now Bill O'Brien gets what he wants. But the difference is Bill O'Brien feels like it's him. He feels like he can do it. I just don't see that in Josh McDaniels. But and, and that's why Josh didn't take the job, because Josh but, is sitting back there looking at it, saying, "Hey, look, he knew this from the jump. He should have went back yeah, to his but ballot and said, I don't think I'm the guy.' Because now you've got not just yourself on the hook, you got all these coaches and these families and these kids, and that's just irresponsible." Oh yeah, no, he he's, he committed career suicide, like you said, that's because now as a coach, even though even though I may not have been a part of your staff that you were taking to Indianapolis. And when you do get a chance to be a head coach, how can I trust you when you're saying you're going to bring me in if you're the head coach at New England? Exactly. How can I trust you? You know what I mean? And those, a lot of those guys were walking away from jobs, Kelvin. A lot of those guys were sitting in the front office or sitting in somebody's office say, hey, look, man, I just got the job with Indianapolis coach. Hey, buddy, y'all got to go find you another coach. And now all of a sudden you got to go back, eat crow. Even if you have that job, even if that job is available to you still. So, well, I got a lot of respect. I got a lot of respect for Greg Schiano. 
and that he looked, he had that conversation, he didn't waste a lot of time. No, nah, this ain't gonna work. Let me go back to Ohio State and wait for something that truly fits. And, you know, nobody got hurt. Nobody had to get a house up. And and I just think that, you know. Hey, but again, Kevin, maybe, and again, I don't know. Maybe there's something wrong with the with the organization. Maybe people are going in there and they're looking and saying, hey, look, I don't know if Indianapolis is, is the place that I want to bring my family to right about now. Or, you know, well, if, if I, I, I want this. Back, it, it goes back to what I'm saying. Chris Ballard got to be 100 with Josh McDaniels. Well, actually, no, I'll take that back. Chris Ballard got to be 100 with his agent. His agent got to be 100 with Josh McDaniels because they both right. his client. So. Right. What you're talking about, and, and the reason why I'm saying this is because, you know, uh, I got a chance to uh, be in on uh, one of our well, Kevin, I'll tell you what. Hey, hey, hold that thought for a second. We got to take a break. Okay. And um, we'll come back and we'll finish up that thought. So we'll take a break and we'll come right back with Kelvin's thought in just a second to get down with Hurley Brown. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies? Join us every week for Winning Ponies with John Engelhart, racing's regular guy, where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, agents, and handicappers in the world of horse racing. This show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Listen for top plays for the weekend and the spot play of the week and win prizes just for calling in. Winning Ponies with John Engelhart is live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. Want to experience football from the perspective of two former players who also have coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. We'll talk about the drafts, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl and Sam have the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. We'll cover the camps, on and off field, and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. This is the Get Down with Hurley Brown. To reach our show today, call in to 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to thegetdownwithhurleybrown at gmail.com. Now back to the show. All right, family, we're back. And just before we, 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 we left, Kelvin had a thought about Josh McDaniels and the Indianapolis Colts. And again, we're talking... Chris Ballard, the GM, and Josh McDaniels turns down the opportunity to be the head coach of Indianapolis Colts, wants to go back and be, an, be the offensive coordinator again with the New England Patriots. It's mind-boggling to us. We have no idea what's going on, 
But again, we try to bring you to get down. We're going to get down with the news and we're going to try to enlighten you on what our thoughts are, uh, what, what well, they are and what they should be. Yeah, well, well, what I was about to say, honey, is that, you know, uh, got a couple of friends who, you know, like yourself, are looking for jobs in college. And one of the things that came up this off season is that there are certain power agents who are placing guys in, um, in certain positions. Like one particular major coach wasn't even taking the calls for his assistants. He was referring people to the agent, and the agent was picking the play, the, 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 you know, filling out the staff. So I say that to say this. Chris Ballard, in order for Josh McDaniels to get this job, and the reason why I, I can see him severing ties is he had to go to his other client, Chris Ballard, and say, look, this makes sense. I've already betted him for you. It's a perfect fit. I've told him all of the, the, the pitfalls of, of the job. He's down with it. He can handle it. Make him the coach. So now Chris Ballard, on the advice and consultation of his agent, a man who has his financial well-being at hand, extends the olive branch. Well, then Josh McDaniels takes the olive branch and throws it back in their face. So they, you know, I, I guess once I got a lot of respect for the agent, he didn't even waste no time. He immediately called dude and said, lose my number. And, you know, I just, it's unfathomable for this guy to do this. I mean, because yeah. I'm not it, thinking it, about again, him. Kevin, I'm thinking about guys like you, Hurley, who, who yeah. are the bread and butter of the, of, of the organization. They're assistant coaches. It has an effect on so many families when you do that. And I'm not talking about just the assistant coaches. I'm talking about the scouting department, talking about the um, the assistants. I mean, the analysts. There, there's so many jobs involved with football nowadays. Dude, that's 15, 20 jobs. Yeah. That, that were affected. So you're talking 15 to 20 families that have been affected in one way or the other. Well, and and that, that, that's what you're looking at the guys that they kept. Guys, they were going to get released. So, you so you're talking close to 30, 35. Yeah. Easy, easy, easy. So, Josh, hey, dude, we're not here to tell you what to do. We have no well, idea why you made the decision that you made. But I'm telling you, you, you want to live with that decision. And I really believe you're going to get it how you live because I just don't see any upside to this. That's me personally. The only upside to this, Kelvin, is that in the event that Bill Belichick do, does decide to retire anytime in the near future. We're hoping, and there are no guarantees. There are no guarantees because no. you very easily could get, let's say, let's just say Bill Coward decides to come back. Who's, wow. who's, who's to say that, you know, that they don't go after Bill Coward? You and rightfully so. You know what I mean? So well, well, look you've, got, you've got to take that job young. when you're hot. Belichick is a young 65. Think about what I just said. He's a young 65. He's got, I think personally, he's got five good years left. No doubt, because the process is already there. The system is in place. The, the, yeah, the decisions come through him, obviously. And again, and you want that knowledge. You want that experience and that knowledge at that front table making those decisions. We're not asking Bill Belichick to go out there and run a 40 or go throw a football. He's simply there to make those, those decisions when they're supposed to be made. So he can go till he's 70, 75. Oh, no, actually, early, he could go till he's 80 because Dick LeBeau is 80 years of age and that's, he is a sound minded body. Yes. And realistically, like you say, they, not, they ain't got to lift no weights, they ain't got to make no tackles, make no, no. catches. They just got to think. 
And as long as the mind is um, functioning fully, you then know, there coach. is no... He can coach. Yeah. As long as yeah. the health is good and the mind is good, they can go on. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. So, again, hey, look, man, my heart goes out to all those families that this had an impact on. And God bless you. God keep you. Josh, we're hoping that you made the right decision. We're hoping that it doesn't come back to haunt you. We don't know what's going to happen. God bless you. May God keep you. We'll continue to watch this and we'll bring it to you, family, as it unfolds. But I promise you, this ain't the last time we're going to hear about this soccer. Okay, guys. Now, a couple of weeks ago, we missed National Letter of Intent signing day. Actually, it was last week, last Wednesday. And boy, let me tell you something. Hey, it went down to the wire with some of these guys and some of the guys that are closest to us, Patrick Sertain and Patrick Sertain Jr., are a, a, a very dear friends of both of ours. When he was with the, the Miami Dolphins, had a lot of and had a lot of great years with the Miami Dolphins, arguably one of the part of one of the best cornerback tandem in the National Football League at one time. Oh, and yeah. now he's the head coach at American Heritage Plantation, who they beat the brakes off of us. Oh man. In the first this round of the playoffs. But but Pat, I'm coming back to get you. That's all I can tell you. But anyway, his son was arguably, well, not even arguably, the best cornerback in this year's class, in a class of 2018. And there was a lot of talk about him going to LSU, a lot of talk about him going to Miami. At the, at the end of the day, Kelvin, he went, he chose the University of Alabama to go play for Nick Saban and the Crimson Tide. You sat there and you told me a few weeks ago, I want to say it was about a month ago, that he was going to go. And, and I'm going to go back on, on, on my archives and we're going to pull that show up again because you told me he was going to Miami. I told you he was going to Alabama. Uh, yeah, I did think he was going to yeah. Miami. And after talking to Chad Wilson last week, I think it was a, he said that the kid didn't make his decision, truly make his decision until about midnight the night before. So I know it was a tough decision. I know that the family wanted him to stay close to home. But, you know, as he said on on signing day, he wanted to be a part of the winning culture. And I got no problems with that, Hurley, but I just go back to the youth, the first youth documentary when Mel Bratton said him and Alonzo and Winston Moss decided they was going to stay home and make the crib great. Of course, I'm paraphrasing what Nestor Silvera said, you know, and I, I, I can't get mad. At, at Patrick Sertain because he's used to a certain standard. And then Chad Wilson said something on the podcast that I take with him. He said, first of all, these kids are already at a private school. So they've already business made the whole process of football a business by choosing this elite private school. So right. for them to make business decisions in their future should not surprise anyone. And like I said, I can't badmouth this kid because this kid is going to start from day one at Alabama. Well, I'll tell you what, he's, he's definitely got all the tools, but again, hey, look, I told you what was going to happen. I didn't see Miami. I saw Alabama. Hey, man, let me tell you something. Well, I've been doing it for it, a long time. I knew, well, I, I, called it, I knew it wasn't going to be LSU because Corey Raymond is a good friend of Sertain, as is Mike Romp. And if Corey is being 100 with it, he has to let Pat Sr. know 
of the situation that's going on with LSU and the Aranda and Ogeron dynamic. So well, I don't even I don't even think it came down to that, Kelvin. And again, this going I'm I'm actually trying to reach out to Pat now to see if we can get him on next week's show. We're going to continue to do that. You call Pat. I've been calling him. We'll get him and his son so they can tell it. They can tell us exactly why they chose University of Alabama. But that's our show for today, family. Thank you for listening. It's been great. I had an awesome time. I'm feeling so much better from last week. I'm telling you, I was in a lot of pain last week. But again, I took Dave Wanstead's advice. I didn't, I didn't tell you about the pain. I just delivered the baby. And that's what we're going to continue to do. So we're going to continue to get down with the get down with Hurley Brown. Hey, coming up to you next, Rail of Sports. Don't go nowhere. He's a Philadelphia Eagle, but he loves them Eagles. He's a fan. He played for them. He's got a great show coming up for you next. Next week, we come back. And again, we're going to try to get Sertain and the Sun on here. But for that, again, that's our show for today. Next week, same get down channel, same get down time. That's our show for today to get down with Hurley Brown. Signing off. tuning into the get down with hurley brown the coach wants you to join us again next week tuesday at 12 noon pacific time and 3 p.m eastern time on the voice america sports channel we'll have another great show ready to roll next week